0: Man, show for our monthly visit with Vincent Dixie, Tennessee Rep from District 54, Thousand Frank Caucus leader, man. Vincent, my God, how you feeling, man? What's good with you?
1: I'm doing all right, man. Today the sun is shining. It's uh, it's a nice day, a little hot out there. You know, it's Tennessee time, so now the humidity comes with it too. Um, but <laughs> but it, other than that, I'm doing well, man. I can't complain, you know. Just got finished with session, so kind of switching hats to you know, chairman mode now. So we kind of go in there and see what we're going to do, recruit people, try to fundraise, get some money in there so we can train them and give them the support that they need. So that's my focus for this summer.
0: Let me ask you the first question. Since you took one of our Atlanta players, Julio Jones, how happy you as a Titans fan so you got Julio Jones in Tennessee now?
1: I man, I, I'm ecstatic, man. I, you know, I'm a season ticket holder. I, I, so now I'm, I'm willingly, willing, ready to pay my money now, but – before, I was a little begrudgingly paying it. I was like, man, I don't pay it. But now I'm looking forward to it. You know, I think Julio is going to be – he's brought us some excitement and the buzz already to the city. So, hopefully that um, offensive explosion will carry over to the defense and we'll elevate the defense and so we can have more of a complete team.
0: No doubt. Sorry, That's like, though. Yeah. Hey, Vince, but, you know, it, it hurts the Falcons fans down here, man, because the didn't go to Tennessee, but, hey – since I, got, I, got, I kind of got both, both sides. I got Nashville in Atlanta on me, so I'm good either way. I'm good either way.
1: I can't look. Hey, so, sorry, not sorry.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I hear that, man. I hear that, man. Some man's kids, man. So as you said, you're getting ready to get fun and racing going for you guys to get ready for this 2022 season. So Vincent, tell me what this, tell me about this, who are gonna be your ideal people you, you target? So you, you wanna have run this time around to get people on the same messaging, in the same path to hopefully make a dent in the super majority that the, the GOP has.
1: So it's interesting because now we have redistricting and that's coming up and that's gonna be huge. So we know that they're gonna re-gerrymander some, some districts that kind of keep us, to try to keep them, make them more red or more blue. So, what they will probably try to do is if keep uh oh, they want to probably what they truly want to do here is try to make all the democratic seats in tennessee held by black people right so they want to make it appear that the democratic party is only black people so what we do with the redistricting and once we've got the, the preliminary numbers back we know that the majority of the people are moving toward middle tennessee let me see yeah middle tennessee so What happens on an outlier is on East Tennessee and West Tennessee, they'll probably lose a seat. And so, but that means that we'll gain some seats in Middle Tennessee, maybe in Murfreesboro, or, you know, in Rutherford County area, Smyrna, or that way. So we got to make sure that we're prepared to, I guess I don't want to give away all my secrets, but... What we should do is to make sure that we, we, we know that we have a democratic stronghold in most metropolitan areas. Oh, yeah. And just to work because it, it's expanding the metropolitan expanding, like Nashville is expanding to um, Rutherford County. It's expanding to um, um, Robertson County. You know, it's expanding to Cheatham County, Dixon County. So with that, you're still going to have more progressive people moving out. So our opportunity is, lies in there to make sure that we start to pick up on those suburban areas.
0: Most definitely, because you know, like you said, Benson. I feel like this, Benson. You tell me if I'm wrong or not. But with Clarksville, Murfreesboro, Nashville, Jackson, Memphis, Knoxville, Chattanooga, there's opportunity there to attack those cities. Because I know, like here mm-hmm. in Georgia, how we attack Columbus, Augusta, Atlanta, Savannah, mm-hmm. and you make and use those areas around there as a way to make up the what you're gonna lose in those rural rural, areas, rural counties, pretty much mm-hmm. who are still not looking at things the right way per se.
1: Yeah, and I know you're 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 um. Uh hit the nail on the head. But I think here in Tennessee, what we do is we have a real opportunity because um, Governor Bill Lee is, um, he, he's, they're, they're making a lot of mistakes. Him and the Republican Party, they're making a lot of mistakes. Him, Cameron Sexton, they're, they're power drunk and they're doing things yes. that they feel like that's a, a, really a, a, um, appealing to their base and it's not really appealing to their base. So what they're doing now, a lot of stuff that people have to start to wake up, right? Um, do you wanna is it an ideal that you're ready to die on the sword for? Or you wanna make sure that you have food on your table, that you have a money in your pocket to pay your bills, and if you can go see a doctor. That's all I'm about. I don't worry about um, transgender bills, right? We have more transgender bills in Tennessee than we do transgenders. Right? Exactly. So and but and then we 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 the Republicans do a great job of creating a solution for a problem we don't have, like with the CRT. That's a non-issue, really. It's truly a non-issue yes. um, because we don't teach it in K through 12. But because they made this buzz on it, but they it, what they're doing is they're smoking mirrors and taking people, while they're doing that, they're taking away um, uh, unemployment benefits. Yes. They're, they're reducing the amount of time that you can be on this benefit. Saying, oh, we have all these jobs. When you actually dig and peel back the layers, you realize that we don't have a lot of jobs that are really meaningful that people can really take exactly. care of a family, right? Is I, I I I just saw a study. It said less than three percent of the jobs are over 20, 20000 $20, dollars.
0: Yes, three percent of the two
1: hundred and fifty. Three percent, and so the federal poverty is twenty two thousand for a family of four. So how could you possibly afford to do that? So we got to make sure that people understand that. And now we're going to have this right to walk, right to work um issue that's going to be on the ballot in 2022 so we got to make sure that people understand that what right to work means because it's a misnomer this is something that mark this how long has been going on Martin Luther King fought about the right to work uh, and right to work does not mean you have the right to work right it's a misnomer you know right to work is 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 basically to assist the, it's a, it helps to create a system where people have benefits and basically it, it helps union unions right Mm -hmm. it helps people unionize and people there's a plethora of reason of things that we have right now of why unions are important the reason why you have a five-day work week is because of unions reason you have a 40-hour work week is because the reason you have benefits is because of unions you know a lot of uh, uh standards that you have is because of unions and unions were the fastest way to build the middle class here in america but right now in these unions right now you have a lot of people voting for these republicans that are willing going to take action, they're literally going to take food off your table and money out of your pocket. So they're going to have to realize it. What do we want to do here? You know, what do you really want? What's important to you? Taking care of your family, making sure they're safe, or you're going to fight some kind
0: of culture war. Exactly. And, like, CRT is the new boogeyman for 2022 and 2024. That's what it's all about, Mm -hmm. 2022 and 2024, because the policies have no teeth. So what we're going to do, create a cultural boogeyman, CRT. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's always, every time they lose, they come Mm -hmm. up with a new boogeyman to jump the white base to turn them and keep them voting Republican against what's good for them, per se
1: right and 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 people just have to truly wake up and you know and they have to educate themselves and we have to do a better job of educating them too but we got to get people out to vote that understand the issues and you you know it's like my job is to teach you you teach somebody else or vice versa you know like each one teach one we all heard that from krs1 right you know each you know <laughs> so we all have to do that and we have to make sure that people understand because the way that the, the stronghold that the republicans have in tennessee it's not good for anybody man they're just creating policies that are hurting people um and we we have to stop this we we really need stop and i need everybody's help you know and this all the grassroots organizations all the way up to the u.s senate and everywhere in between we have to work together to make a change
0: yeah vincent so let me ask you here, so for my listeners here what can we do for the grassroots getting involved going door to door already now I feel like we had a Organize, mobilize now because get people knowing now because when you come election year, people get out, they get leery. So you got to start now educating them on the issues so they can, when it's time for, they know. I've been talking about these issues, whether it be the health care issue, the unemployment, the, the trans bills, all these bad bills are hurting the sins. So is it something that you all going to do with Democratic Party caucus and or, or, grassroots to say, hey, let's get on the ground now, start door knocking now to get, get people energized for 2020, 2022?
1: Yeah, so that's one of the things that we're actually working on right now is like a digital strategy and think the way to get this information out digitally. But first, before we even do that, we had to make sure that the Tennessee Democratic Party is on the same page as with the caucuses and to make sure that we're all singing from the same page. Right. is to have these strategic meetings to make sure that we're not saying something that's um, in competition to each other. Or that we're just focusing on the same things because there's so many things that they've done that we have to make sure that we get back in into that um so the one thing that we have to focus on and re- really really work on is just being strategic about the partners and making sure our message is tight yes. and succinct and that we're not all over the place. we only need to work on two or three things and that's all we need to do you know republicans have done a a good job of keeping them they get people they 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 seem to keep everyone um, in lockstep with each other. Yes. Um, we, you know, we have to realize that we, we you know, um, anti LGBT um um law, uh, uh, bills are important to us just like voter registration rights. All right, we have so many issues that we need to worry about. All of this is together, and one is not one is more important than the other. But in together, we can if we all work together, it's important, and we can make this world a better place, especially ten to see a better place and we have to realize when we were talking about the right to work and they were when they were um if people were realize they just go back and watch some of the things that we did on this floor when they reduced the amount of of uh, unemployment from 26 weeks to 12 weeks which is less than half you know what their main issue was who, who they were worried about was businesses they said businesses, I've heard from a lot of business owners that this is, they can't find people to work. Well, do you know why you can't find people to work? You don't pay them enough. Exactly. You know, if somebody has to work two or three jobs just to make ends meet, then you want to worry about, then you want to get upset with them because they're not spending enough time with their kids. They can't help their kids with the homework. See, it's a, it's a, it's an institutional thing there, and it rolls downhill. You've heard things where shit rolls downhill. If you're working two or three jobs, you don't have time to sit at home and and, to, and 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 do the homework with your kids to make sure they're excelling in school, right? So if you can give somebody a meaningful career where they can go to work, come home, spend time with their children, be involved at school with them, now I, I bet you you'll see a, a better outcomes in school.
0: Most definitely, and you know, Tennesseans are, like you said, Vincent, with this trans bill, I read where trans families are leaving Tennessee now, where trans kids leaving Tennessee, so hurting Tennessee, they leave as, as sales tax income lost. That's Taxable income in counties lost of people because these bad laws. Or the, the milk and marijuana bill, where that young that lady's smoking session is going to probably leave the state to get, get what they need for her son to survive. So mm-hmm. the laws that the Republicans are passing, Tennessee, are cruel. And hurting scenes and the state's money itself. I Even mean, though it's are a, a, a right. rainy, rainy, day fund that they don't want to use on mm-hmm. for good. So it's like some things that Billy and his public park are doing, Vincent. It's like it's, it's right there for people to see. Like this is evil, cruel, and hurting to scenes every day. You are. I mean,
1: you said a mouthful, but you know, like a lot of times, you know, we've we've probably heard this term. You know, you can't you can't mess up the church's money, right? Tennessee don't mind messing up the church's money. Like even in North Carolina, when they were doing some LGBT anti LGBTQ um, hurtful laws, and when they started messing with, you no, know, they took away some of the All Star games and things like that. They said, "Oh, okay, my bad. We need to reevaluate what we're doing here." Tennessee doubles down on it. Like, "Oh, you want to take something from us? Let's let me show you what we really can do. How let me see. Let me show you how hateful we really can be." because they don't mind messing up them, their money they will throw the baby out with the bath water you know exactly. and 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 you know at some point people have to wake up the reason why you don't have jobs here because no companies are going to be willing to come here right and then when you when then when they try to recruit a company here and you give them everything like they do at amazon or oracle or to get them here that's great but then they don't have a tax base for them so if they don't have a tax space for them then you don't have the services that you need, like the garbage, the schools, the police, the firemen, you know, the, the hospitals. So, you know, it's, it's, it's everything is connected. It's not connected, but everything is connected. And people have to realize they gotta be smarter than that. And if you keep running people out of town and they don't want to, to move to Tennessee, that's why Tennessee is thriving. That's why, really, you know why Tennessee is thriving? Because Nashville is thriving. Yes. Nashville, is the cat. Na- Nashville pays the mortgage, we keep the lights on and we pay everything. And then all these other counties, they may, they pay the cell phone bill. <laughs> right? But we are the bread and butter of this state. But yet they always want to try to uh, punish Davidson County or try to say, uh, to show that they're still, these rural counties are in control, but they like our tax money, you know, but you don't like our policies that we try to do to, to push out because they're, Better for everyone, not just a a, a small segment or a special interest group.
0: Exactly, Vince. it's not like Fulton County in here, so that's not like the, it's not the same issue. Fulton County pays the bills for Georgia, but they don't want to. They want to uh, attack Fulton County at every, every step. Yeah, that mm-hmm. you go. So it sounds very familiar. What's going on in Tennessee? And what's going on in Georgia? Vince, and also look at this: mm-hmm. the unemployment zone caught cutting those benefits from the federal government because Tennessee, funding eight six six million dollars, almost half a million dollars. Of money, help on economy that Bill Lee and his Republicans take away. So once again, taking away the church's church's money again, Vincent, hurting the state of Tennessee <laughs> once more by being evil um, for political points with the base.
1: Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous, you know. And the people that who's going to hurt the most, the people in these distressed counties that he says he cares so much about, um, these rural counties, because they don't have jobs. The higher the highest unemployment rate there's eight percent. In murray county i think it's 7.7 in unicoy county these small counties where they let's I, and i'm not don't quote me on these numbers but let's say they have uh, uh a thousand people out of work in those counties there's only like four jobs there that are qualified that, that people can qualify for what are the rest of the people going to do right they can't just pick up even if they pick up and move to nashville they can't survive off an of eleven dollar delivery Driver job, right? Something that they don't qualify. A lot of those jobs that are on there, you have to have specialized training for. You know, they're nurses. Some of those things you don't get to have cdls It's going to take time to train these people up. Um, so what we don't we don't have an issue of people not wanting to work. We have a workforce development problem. That's what needs to be addressed. And uh, Bill Lee has woefully, uh, you know, just overlooked it. That, that thing, but as you go back, it's about the political points. For instance. Right now, with the immigrant children that are coming through here, he's talking about we need to have secure our borders. What borders do you need to secure in Tennessee? Exactly. You know, I'm saying we have more pressing problems here in Tennessee than worried about securing the borders in Texas, um, New Mexico, and those areas, right? So we need to make sure that we need a a governor that's going to focus on Tennessee. And not and not worry about his ambitions or his uh, ultimate goal to move to a higher office or do something different. Um, so I, I that's hope people are willing to take note of what's going on here, um, because it's going to get bad if you just continue to just vote because you believe in the rhetoric. I need you to peel back the layers and say, how does this truly impact my life?
0: Exactly. That's what I've always try to tell. Uh, my friends in the Democratic Party and, uh, and just people who, in general, talk to people. Like, like list the issues. Hey, this, this is mild to you. But th- mm-hmm. this, this guy does not care about this. This smile mild to you. He don't care about this. It's run it down, like, point by point, like a checkbox almost. That's how right. we did it in Georgia. We was out here campaign for Warnock and Ossoff. Like, they taught us to just take the issues, check, check, check. Lawler, <laughs> Ossoff. Lawler, Warnock. Purdue, one. We just kind of did that so they could know that really, where these people stood at on these issues. Now, some of them still might still go the other way, but at least you told them.
1: Yeah. And then the other thing is like, even we always talk about, we hear about a lot about Medicaid expansion, right? And people, a lot of people, that doesn't really resonate with a lot of people because people are like, well, I have insurance. And, you know, that's, you know, if people don't have it, that's because they don't work or they're not lazy. It's for poor people, the old people, but, you know, so what? The reason why expanding Medicaid is so important is not just about the health care that it's going to provide to you know, hundreds of thousands of people. But it also, it was a study done, it's gonna be over 45,000 jobs that come along with that. See, it's an economic drive. And mm-hmm. that's what people are missing. You know, that's 45,000 jobs that we don't have right now in Tennessee that could we could have there. We can get some of these rural hospitals back open. And when you get these hospitals back open, what it does is it creates an economic base for that town, that city, that county, um, because now you, ha- you can get some more money to go into your schools. Um, because that they, they have to pay property taxes. You got more people working in there that's probably living in that in that area, that's coming back to work because they need these jobs. We're just not thinking about what we can do, but we're still worried about fighting about can a transgender go into whichever bathroom? When, you know, and, and that's really a non-issue because if 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 think about it, if transgenders were all pedophiles, then we could, we could, we could. Uh, stop that right then right we would know but all pedophiles aren't transgenders they think exactly. that transgender people are like sexual deviants they're just people too that want to live a normal life just like anybody else they're just battling inside themselves for who they are so you got to let them go through those uh moments those movements to develop who they are but we also got to remember that we have to fight for a lot a lot of other things you know besides and we got to make sure that Felons get a right to vote back here. You know, Tennessee is one of 11 states that take away voting rights because you get a felon. One of 11. The only one that will take away your voting rights if you owe back child support. Only one in the in in nation. So those are the issues. Just think if we can get the felons to vote again, right? And think about this. I have two large prisons in my district. Their numbers count in my census, right? So I, I, I'm their representative. But they can't vote for me. Wow. But their numbers count in my in my in, in my census. So my thing is, give them the right to vote. When people have the right to vote and they exercise that, they become more politically aware. They feel like they're more involved in society, right? And if you get them the felons to, the right to vote, so this governor has done nothing to really move forward the criminal justice system. He's just, it's just a smoking mirrors. He's done nothing that's going to really truly be impactful to help people. If you wanted to, you could move the expungement laws down to one, three, and five years for a misdemeanor, uh, C, D, A, B, C, D, E, F, felony. I think they don't go to E, not F. Um, So my point is saying that we have a chance here to really impact people's lives. And if people can get a chance to vote, they can get back to work, guess what? They become meaningful citizens. They lead a productive life. They can provide for their family. They add to the economy. Yes. Right. And, and then I else want to say their economy is what they're most worried about. But you can't be most worried about the economy when you're worried about CRT, who's using which bathroom, you know, and things of that nature.
0: Exactly. It's all, it's all this, all this smoke and mirrors, and kind of what you bring up, good point, Vincent. that's why they need to pass HR one, HR four, in the from the federal level because that could stop a lot of this stuff that Billy doing and help restore some rights for felons. Hopefully, get people out mm-hmm. to vote because the numbers matter. You know, it, it's crazy. Miss Bradshaw didn't have that much money, but she got, got a million votes and still lost to Haggerty. But still. She had some more money to fundraise with more people, with more people to, to pull from. She could have had a better mm-hmm. chance to win that election against Haggerty. So, HR1, HR4 is so important. That's why the filibuster needs to be ended, in my opinion, to get this, mm-hmm. to get this done to help. Because all these voting rights laws here in Georgia, Tennessee probably coming down the pike, Other places, it's not going to be bad for people like us to vote.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, we got it. You know, it's these, these these real life issues that we got to take. You know, like medical marijuana and even recreational marijuana. Man, it's past time to go ahead and legalize that. Um, and, and and just regulating taxes. You know how much money Tennessee is losing out, um, because they're not taxing this or not regulating it. Um, because Tennessee has the perfect soil. I don't know if you know much about hemp or you know the marijuana product pro, um, uh, products. But you know, it's like the it's like the catfish of all uh, of crops, right? It can grow in any particular um, environment, and we have the land to do it. You know, we have our farmers; they need they could make the easy transition right over to it to make sure that they're profitable. So that's what I'm saying, there's a lot of things that can resonate with the rural community because, but they, but can you just can you can you hear me, hear this information coming from a black man? That's the issue. You know, I really want you to survive because the better you do, the better Tennessee does, right? So if I can make sure that our farmers are taken care of and they have a cash crop that they can take care of their family and they make sure that they have the schools that they need, they have the resources that they need in their community, they got the hospitals that they need, they got the food on their table, the money in their pockets, How, how that only helps Tennessee become a better economic place. And right now people want to come to Tennessee. And I want them to come to Tennessee, but I want us to grow um, strategically and purposefully, not just haphazardly. But can that—that the, the, the million-dollar question is: Can people in these rural areas, that is not used to listening or letting a person of color lead, can you accept this information coming from them?
0: That is the million-dollar question, and Vincent. I'll tell you a quick story. I was in the Aussies, rural counties in Georgia. I was kind of scared, Vincent. I ain't gonna lie to you. Going some of these doors, I didn't know what I was going to see <laughs> or hear, mm-hmm. but it was, I was surprised only a few people had bad attitudes about it. Most of them listened to me and then not act crazy, but you're right. It's, there's always that fear to in various rural areas to, try to talk to these people about these issues. What, what's mm-hmm. the response or reaction going to be to you, giving me this information?
1: Mm-hmm. No, and it, it's, you know, honestly, uh, uh, people always laugh at me because by, as a politician, my favorite part, of being in this job is knocking on doors because you're actually talking to people that can vote for you right or the people that that have some sort of interest um because like a lot of times you got to go to these events where you just got to go because you got to show your face or you know it's part of you know these people need to know who you are but when you can really knock on the door have these one-on-one conversations that's what really I truly enjoy the most and you get to so maybe maybe you learned something you didn't know and maybe you can teach them something that they didn't know. And, you know, but when you walk away, you're going to have an understanding, even a, even if you're going to have an, a, uh, you can agree to disagree or you're going to agree together. You might change some minds. And that's all it is. We just want you, I just want to put something on your mind and your heart to think about. That's all.
0: I can attest, you are you are out in the community. I, I've seen you out in the community. I, I can attest to that because I've seen you out in the community when I'm in town. Mm-hmm. So he's not telling you that he's out. He's out with the people, for real. He ain't he's shooting no breeze. He's telling you that out the God truth. I've seen his events in the community with people. I've seen him myself. Well,
1: the thing is, you know, I, I people always laugh at me. Because uh, sometimes, like, when I do a letter or do something, I put my cell phone number on there. You know, my cell phone number is the worst-kept secret in Tennessee, right, middle Tennessee. So I, I put my cell number on there. And so sometimes people will call me and I answer my phone they'll be like, uh, well, I would like to tell Mr. Dixie he does he needs to do this or do that. Or I just want to tell him thank you or this. And I was like, well, this is this is me. And they'll be like, you answer your own phone? I was like, yes, you know, I, that's what I do. And you know what? The One of the most um, things that make me the most happy is when I go to Kroger's or I'm at Exxon and somebody stops and talks to me and it's like, I think that you should, you know, let's talk about this is what's worrying me or this is that or whatever, because they feel like they can come up to me and we can have that one on one conversation. Not like you have to be like, well, call my office and then we'll do with that. You know, people feel like they can come up to me. And so, man, I help so many people. I'm still to this day trying to get the unemployment um, benefits that they have never received um, since this started. You know, how do you expect people to maintain? And, you know, and I feel for anybody that's in that position, I've been blessed that I've, I haven't missed a meal, you know, my stomach shows that I haven't missed too many meals. Um, but showing that, you know, that we care about them, that we can actually can try to do everything in my power to help you.
0: you yeah, know? Vince is helping a friend of mine off the record. So I, I know this man's work, people. So this Dixie is for the people of Tennessee. He's not for himself. He's not trying to position himself for another, another role here. He's about the people of Tennessee. That's what it's all about, ultimately.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and it, and it, like I say, it, it takes a it's a whole it's a family type deal, too, that we all have to come up with. So, you know, my wife allows me to do this and she we all have to make a sacrifice because I have to do something There's some things that I would like to do with my family sometimes. But I have to do for the community or I incorporate them to come with me so that they can understand I can instill in my daughters, you know, that we have to give back. You know, that's what it is. We're, we've been pretty blessed. You know, we're not the richest family. We're not the poorest either. But, you know, we're okay. And we have to make sure that you can always help somebody. Man, that's what my mom always told me. Hey, if you got two pennies, you can always give somebody one. And then, you know what? It'll come back to you in the end. But do it out of your heart. Don't do it expecting to get something.
0: No doubt. I don't expect anything. And that's right. That's what it's all about, man, because, you know, like you said, you know, I know my mother was in it when, when George Darden was running for office. My mom was with George Darden and all those people. So I've been had those rulers and George Darden for this. And, you know, I remember mm-hmm. all those things. Jimmy Carter sent my mother letters uh, when she was in the Democratic Party when she was growing up. So this is life that you live, Benson. I've seen it from my mother's perspective as well. So, like, when you're really doing it for the people, it's really humbling mm-hmm. and, and respected because some people it's just for, just for the clout. Say, I'm this now that. But that's not who you are. That's why when people can see f- who you are on this show, you can be open and mm-hmm. honest, they have a platform to say what you got to say without mm-hmm. being judged or being put in a bad spot. So have to, you know, try to catch you in something because I'm about the people. I ain't trying to hurt you, yeah. trying to help the people. Say, that's what I'm about. I'm going to tell you in the heart myself.
1: Yeah, well, we have to make sure that, you know, and people always say, well, what, what do you want to be next or what, what's your plans politically? And I was like, I don't have any, you know, I was like, right now, I'd like to say I didn't want to become a, a state representative, but I knew that there were some things in my community that if I wanted to get done. I can only do it as a state representative. I couldn't do it as Vincent Dixie, right? So once I became a state representative and I was like, you know what, all right, I'm moving a few things up, but then I got to look, I got to peek behind the democratic curtain and I saw that it was some chaos back there. And it's like, you know, we were all on the interstate going hundred miles an hour, but nobody's driving a car, right? So then I was like, you know what, what can I do to help bring this party together? You know, it's like, it was an opportunity to run for chairman where I would have more of an impact statewide um so I was like, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to put my hat in for that. I didn't want to do it, but I just thought that I could be the best person to lead this cause, you know? And and I'm just I'm going into my second year of doing that. But we have a plan and hopefully I can build the infrastructure that'll last years, you know, and it's a program that we can build that'll last years so whoever's after me, they can take it and run with it. You know, but I don't have any aspirations to be the next governor, the next mayor, the next um, U.S. senator. I don't do that. Now, if something happens and and the path opens and God says, this is what I want you to do, then maybe we'll look at it at that time. But that does does not impact any decision that I make today, because I know that at the end of the day, I just got a job to do right now. And right now, I feel like we're in crisis mode in Tennessee. And not just for black people, but for poor people and just the average work. Just the average person in Tennessee, I feel like we're in crisis mode, and I, and I, I wish that I could show how much I'm, I'm going to plead with you to make that. If you just give me a chance, I will make your life better, you know. Your life will be better in Tennessee it, with the Democrat in control.
0: Hey, I agree with you, but we'll we'll close it right there. So, folks, this is our to talk about Vincent Dixie, my representative, Fifty Four. He does a great job. Check him out on Twitter, Vincent Dixie for Tennessee, on Instagram, Vincent Fifty Four on Twitter. So, Vincent, thank you for your time. I hope to see you Sunday. The event I'm coming to in hope I see you there on Father's Day. Hopefully, if you ain't too busy, I'll catch you out there.
1: All right, man. All right, thanks. You're welcome, thanks brother. You, you, you. All right.